how will we move ourselves around in the future and how will we plan our movements? Because planning is essential for sustainability. This is Nordic Innovation Forecast. I am Nils-Johan Halvorsen and these are the voices you will hear from in this episode. Hi, so I'm uh, Pekka Niskanen, working as the um, uh, Chief Operating Officer for, for Kuti. Kuti Group. So Kuti uh, meaning uh, right in Finnish is a um, technology company providing uh, providing technology for uh, smart mobility. Mm, to be more exact, uh, we are offering a um, mobility as a service platform. My name is Hans Friedberg. I am a project manager for Holo, uh, responsible for our projects in Norway. And Holo is an operator of autonomous vehicles, so we uh, we uh, take the vehicles uh, from from the different technology companies that make them and and put them into operation for for customers like PTAs. Uh, and here in Norway, we're working closely with Ruiter, which are the PTA for Oslo. Mobility as a service—it's to me a pretty new word. Uh, how will this affect the way we think about traveling? Yeah, so must um, starts to be must starts to be a, a pretty well-known concept in the in the transport transport industry, and I'd say that there are few few key aspects to it. So um, first of all, it provides the travelers new kind of uh, freedom of choice because the multimodality so the capability of um, uh, of using uh, different modes of transportation during your trip from from uh, uh, a to b is um, is in the is in the core of uh, uh, mobility service or, or Mars. The other aspect um, which uh, is important is the ease of use. So the um, uh, when you have when you are using using Mars, so you have the capability of uh, not only to plan and book your intermodal uh, trip, but also pay for it. And, and uh, this combination of this freedom of choice, having, having access to all these different modes of transportation and this ease of use actually, actually brings, uh, brings us to the um, sustainability. Because the combination of these uh, will guide users to more sustainable modes of transportation, like public transportation. When you can trust that you have a capability to cater also for the first mile and last mile, for instance, with uh, uh, shared bikes or e-scooters, that encourages you to towards uh, more sustainable um, um, uh, transportation. And it also one aspect which is not that much talk about is the um, service level. 
So especially in the rural areas, you can improve the service level of uh, transportation for people as with Mars, you can bring different mobility service uh, uh, providers together and different user groups, for instance, uh, subsidized uh, transportation for school kids or elderly together. And then thus you can utilize the um, available uh, fleet of vehicles more efficiently and thus increase service level for all citizens. Mm. And I would believe that a part of one of the modes of transportation that we hopefully will see soon uh, being offered in the whole mass universe is an autonomous bus or a car or a drone for that matter. Uh, uh, Hans, how will autonomy change the way we go about our way? That, that's a good question, because on the surface, aut autonomous vehicles and autonomous transport uh, is, is just a matter of exchanging the driver with a, with a computer. Um, but of course, when you do that, it has uh, implications for a lot of different things. So um, in, in the current uh, public transportation system, uh, big 12 meter buses are a big part of it. And, and the biggest cost in that is, is the driver. And so if we can take the driver out, maybe put him in a, in a control center, he could uh, potentially uh, be running five or six smaller vehicles instead of one big 12 meter bus. And that means that with a lot more smaller vehicles, we can tailor make transport for, for the needs of the users and uh, provide that uh, last mile, uh, first and last mile service that uh, Pekka mentioned, and uh, and uh, offer basically better service, get people to where they need to go uh, exactly, and not uh, have them walk to the nearest bus stop. And I would believe that both for you, Hans, and also for for you, Pekka, your project, uh, a key uh, part of it is trust we have to trust the technology we have to know that it works what pekka are the biggest challenges for integrating all the different types of information you need in a mass system i guess the biggest 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 challenge there is the complexity of 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 transportation system so uh, mass is all about ecosystems and so you need to create a collaboration between really different type of players, being, being public uh, large enterprises, being uh, up to uh, uh, small uh, private uh, uh, startups and everything uh, uh, between. And then the... Um, Typically in transportation, you have uh, local regulations, uh, uh, local approaches to uh, to ticketing, uh, for instance. The uh, and and in in mass, you need to be you need to be able to uh, combine all of this in an in an uh, homogeneous systems. So the uh, uh, complexity and and the um, sort of request for uh, 
common sort of a leap of faith from various different kind of actors to start working together for uh, for a multimodal multimodal system. Uh, that I'd see that that's the biggest challenge. Hmm. I, I asked Pekka, but what, what what are your biggest challenges to to making this happen on the on a I would say practical scale, Hans? Uh, well, there's a there's a lot of challenges. We're in the early days of of autonomous uh, vehicles, um, and um, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> it's there's a lot of challenges. Uh, the technology itself. Um, uh, needs to improve a lot before we we hit the point where it's a part of normal day uh, uh, commute for people. So, uh, and and I think here the the main point is actually the safety of it because to take the driver out, we need to be more than a hundred percent sure that that uh, that that nothing bad is going to happen, and to sort of be able to. To document and and show that we can operate at that safety level is 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 very difficult. Even the the, the industry leaders uh, have sort of disengagement of the autonomous system uh, uh, regularly because there are certain situations where where the vehicle uh, needs help from a human uh, driver still. Um, so so technology is one thing. The other thing is is. Uh, uh, all our infrastructure and and uh, including uh, the the rules and and laws we have in place to to govern uh, uh, driving and and road safety and and all of those need to move a little as well before we can can turn it into uh, to uh, to a normal day of people's uh, a normal thing in in people's commute and um, and and these are big things to move. I mean the the road infrastructure is. Uh, is uh, uh, <laughs> is big and expensive, and 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 so are the the laws and and regulations we have in place for for things like cars and and transport. Hi, this is Nina from Nordic Innovation. By joining forces, the Nordic countries constitute the world's twelfth largest economy. For Nordic companies, the region represents an extended home market and a testbed for new solutions. Through Nordic collaboration, we can achieve greater things faster. This is one way in which the Nordic Smart Mobility and Connectivity Program contributes towards a brighter mobility future. Uh, Pekka, uh, your uh, experience so far with integrating all the kinds of information that you need to integrate in a mass system. What are they? Can you tell us a little bit about where does it work? Why does it work? Where doesn't it work? And so on. It varies a, varies a lot from, from uh, market, market to market. And um, I guess one, one key aspect to it is um, how to, how the um, uh, uh, st- standard, or how the uh, uh, governments and and and, and uh, how advanced are they uh, in creating legislation and recommendations, uh, especially on on usage uh, of of uh, uh, data, um, and that that varies varies a lot from uh, from region to um, uh, region to region. And uh, the collaboration between the Nordic countries, what has that given to you specifically and your projects, Pekka? 
So um, we are currently working um, in, a, in a project called uh, NOMAD, uh, so Nordic Mobility and Digitalization, uh, funded, funded by the Nordic, um, uh, Nordic Innovation. And um, uh, that has been a uh, that has been a great experience because so the what we are aiming there to to create contribute to creating a, a unified and standardized uh, market for for seamless uh, mobility starting starting from the uh, from the Nordics and um, we believe that the uh, that Nordic Nordic collaboration is extremely uh, important for various reasons because uh, with that we can create a large enough market which is then attractive for the uh, various players in the in the industry and and as we have a, a larger market that uh, then enables the industry players to to move uh, 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 faster because there's an uh, there's an um, uh, uh, larger op- opportunities to be to be targeted at, and and the uh, Nordic countries are well known for good collaboration. All of the all of the countries are uh, technolo- technology technology uh, savvy. And we can remember what ha- what we remember what happened in the in the telecommunications. So that that first there was the Nordic mobile telephony, which then grew to the uh, international GSM standard. And we believe that the uh, uh, in this pretty homogeneous uh, corner of of Europe, we could uh, make the same same thing happen happen for uh, uh, mobility and and thus uh, benefit. Uh, all the benefit the um, um, people of the of the Nordic countries. Hans, uh, on your part, the, the the collaboration between the Nordics. I I kind of feel that when we talk about autonomous vehicles and autonomous driving of all kinds, uh, everything happens in in Silicon Valley or with tes- Tesla. <laughs> yeah, and that's that is uh, true. That's where most things are going on. But uh, through Nordic collaboration, we're able to. To uh, to find a partner in in Sensible Four, a Finnish company that uh, is specifically developing autonomous software for cold climate and 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 tough weather climates, which uh, uh, they are not doing in Silicon Valley. You could say, I mean, that's not their uh, primary focus, at least, uh, or in China for that matter. Um, so, for us, uh, Nordic collaboration is about. Finding the the right partners and and we we uh, are Danish company working in Norway because that's where we uh, had the most forward looking customer who uh, who who um, uh, wants to go the same place we want to go. Uh, the, Norway also has, uh, in our opinion, the the best uh, legislation in place for autonomous driving, and then we can work with a, a Finnish company who can provide the technology. So, um, so for us, it's uh, uh, it's really been useful to work ac- across the Nordic borders. And I think uh, I would also add, uh, as as Pekka said, that um, that the matter of market size uh, really matters as well because individually our countries are small, but 
but uh, but together we are a significant uh, market in the world and and it's it's more interesting for for uh, partners also from outside to to work with us if we if we cover the whole region as opposed to just one country and then also would like to add that to what you had said that nordic is seen in uh in many parts of the world uh, as the um, uh leading leading market in this area um for instance if we look at the mars uh, uh it was it was born in the in the nordics uh originally originally in finland and and also when it comes to the um, autonomous so you mentioned norway uh, finland has also a pretty advanced legislation for the for the area and then we have companies like sensible for who are uh, who are leading leading in the in the in the area so that it's um um nordic nordic has a good reputation in the in the world and it's um um good to good to leverage that yeah and i think also as a uh, as a region we we are um attractive because uh, we have sort of a common sense uh, legislation in general and also uh, a willingness to to uh, work with the industry to to improve it and and make it uh, uh, work in practice as well and i think that's a big advantage as well great things to come i suspect and that will be my conclusion hans friedberg pekka niskanen thank you so much Please do go to nordicinnovation.org for more on this topic and other reads on mobility in general. And thank you for listening to Nordic Innovation Forecasts.